The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show. Radio. I believe this is episode 576. I'm your host, Andrew, and this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Uh, head over to theshowradio.info. Once again, that's theshowradio.info and check out our past shows. While you're there, subscribe and tell a friend about the show. I definitely want to let you guys know that I currently have a new YouTube channel that I'm building. And you can find that at andrew-alliance.com forward slash let's play. Once again, that's andrew-alliance.com forward slash let's play. Also, if you want to listen to the podcast, depending on where you're listening to the podcast, you can definitely check that out at andrew-alliance.com forward slash podcast. I'm trying to make these links a little bit easier. So when you guys are trying to listen to the show, trying to keep up with uh, the things that we're recording, the things that we're producing, you know exactly where those things are. So this particular episode was interesting to me, uh, definitely inspiring to me as well, because uh, the Francois, which is who we have on uh, this particular podcast, is someone who's very, very good at um, audio design uh, and even graphic design with a lot of things that he does at the Francois Studio. And you can find him at the Francois. I think that is F R A N S W A H. I believe that's uh, the Francois. That's where you could find him. And very, very cool, cool cat. Once again, I, I definitely want to make sure I have that. So that's the Francois, uh, the Francois F R A N S W A H. And a great conversation about uh, his life, his uh, coming up. And how he uh, pretty much changed the landscape of uh, the audio production stuff using voice meter. He was one of the first guys that I saw use voice meter uh, the way he was using it. Uh, so it definitely inspired me to do a lot of my content. And, um, you know, I definitely uh, told him that. I said, hey, man, you inspired me uh, for sure. And I appreciate everything that you're doing. Definitely proud of all the things that you're doing. So this is the conversation that you're about to hear with the Francois. Enjoy. I'm excited, man. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to speak to such a uh, connoisseur of uh, graphic design, editing, and and audio production. Uh, <laughs> there's there's definitely a, a level of mastery there that uh, we often um, forget or dismiss um, because we don't want to admit that we have skill sets, right? And, um, and why do we do that? Why do we do that? Um, I think it's a self critique thing, honestly. Um, a lot of it, I notice, I notice it myself all the time. Every video, every, everything that I make, I look at it almost immediately afterwards. I'm like, Oh, I could have done that better. I could have said that better. So you often forget that you have, you have such an amazing skill in, in that field. Um, yeah, you start focusing on like the little details that most people don't even notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and um, I want to I want to let you know, man. Like, um, I am um, I'm definitely proud of a lot of stuff that you've done. 
uh, in the space. Uh, I think you should be as well. And I think that as content creators, we don't get that when we're grinding the 10 plus, 12 plus, 15 yes. hours, it, right? That is more than true. And, yeah. and you saying that means a lot to me because yeah. it is it is very easy to kind of beat yourself up a little bit over uh, what you're doing because you have, you know, you have your goals in mind. And if you're not hitting those goals or you're not putting enough content out or whatever it is, you know, so sometimes that stuff will really eat at you. But when someone says, you know, you should be proud or you're doing good work, it means a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I you're serving a lot that. of people, man. Like, I mean, you know, your videos hit, you know, hundreds of thousands, you know, some of them, you know, 20 K plus 50 K plus. I yeah. mean, we see it, right. We're in the yeah. YouTube studio paying attention, right. Watching yes. the, uh, the CTRs and, uh, yeah. uh, average view durations and all that stuff that we have yeah. to watch to make sure that we're speaking to the audience that's actually watching our content. Right. So, um, but yeah, dude, uh, uh, you know, great work, man. I you appreciate know, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, I definitely wanted to start there. Like you're, you're an ally to me. Uh, and, uh, you've inspired me even to really dig deeper into understanding, um, as simple as audio can be, it could be very, very complex, right? Uh, yeah. Depending on how you're trying to set things up. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later, but, <laughs> but let's talk about, uh, take me back to, um, let me see. Take me back to football. Oh, football. Yeah. Wow. You really did do your research. I did. <laughs> so I was, a, I was a young kid. And growing up, I live in Kansas City, so uh, obviously the Chiefs are huge here. Uh, Kansas City, we have like some ridiculous pride when it comes to Kansas City Chiefs. Even when they're bad, you know, we still love them. Um, And I I was obsessed. Like I had, a you know, one of those big stickers of Priest Holmes on my wall. I had like the Chiefs sheets and everything. In sixth grade, I was set on being a professional football player um so what position i started i didn't really care but i started as a free safety and i fell in love with that position so i played a lot of free safety and wide receiver on offense so, so you had to have your eyes and, and ears pretty much everywhere yeah uh it's funny i think a lot back on that time because in high school um i i was uh i was always kind of like telling people what to do uh, just natural leader in that way. And um, I just remember those times fondly because I, I can see a lot of the characteristics in myself that I see now that are, you know, helping me move forward. Um, and it's pretty interesting, you know, it is. So from there, so what was going on between uh, the football era? Were you considering any other sports or that was your main, your main uh, focus at the time? Um, well, it was a short lived focus, to be honest. I, you know, I loved, I loved it because I just really knew I wanted to be great at something, you know? So I spent, you know, I just really, like, I tried really hard and, you know, I was always a smaller guy and coaches were always telling me like, you know, you're going to have to put on 50 pounds if you're going to want to, you know, if you're going to want to do this and I could never gain weight. So it kind of got discouraging. Um, but I played soccer and I also did track, um, 
and those became my main sports later in high school. Okay, dope, um, dope. So when did the um, uh, business of the car audio come in? That was, I want to say, we, uh, it was with my best friend Bryce Laney at the time, and okay. we were we were both 15, 15 years old, and so what happened was his brother, his older brother, got this really cruddy um, car audio system in his in his car. But me and Bryce fell in love with it. Like we just loved the you know the way the way it sounded, the way it felt when you're listening to it and stuff. And we decided we were going to figure out how to do that for ourselves. And we studied, you know, the actual science behind how to build a proper uh, box and enclosure for, you know, a sub. And um, he still does it. I, I am. I'm trying to pull him into my channel so that we can actually do some stuff together in well, that. Technically, field. you still do it. Yeah, I do in a different way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally in a different way. Yeah. Uh but man, those those were some of the funnest times of my life, you know, fifteen, sixteen and and you know, selling people on, you know, car audio stuff and we we had a guy down the street that had like a wood workshop and we at, you know, we we would go there in the morning on Saturdays, you know, we'd buy sheets and sheets of uh this mdf wood and cut it all up with this guy at his workshop and we'd pay him a little bit of money for letting us use the workshop then we'd go back and assemble all the stuff put carpet on the boxes and and then go meet up with all the people that uh you know that we were working with and sell our boxes (laughs) it was a lot of fun so so what was um what were the lessons learned from 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 those days um that from the business aspect that's i mean you're saying like uh mid-teens already in business and and thinking ahead man yeah um big thing man it's a lot of i learned that i had the skill set to you know sell something for sure um but more importantly the hardest thing about it was building the actual infrastructure of the business. Um, so I, I always had my mindset on like building a structure, you know, trying to reach out to uh, car audio companies and seeing if, you know, we could be a retailer for them, that sort of stuff. While my friend was more just like, you know, do, do, a do an install here and there, you know, you know, we'd, we'd say it was be, you know, it would be done by the business or whatever, but no real building and marketing, uh, mindset there. And he was kind of more the mind behind crafting, uh, the, the stuff and whatnot. So I think the biggest challenge, the biggest thing I learned was, um, like since we ended up breaking up, right. So we ended up not continuing with that whole thing after a few years. And I think the biggest thing I had learned, that's a, that's a hard question for me. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, you can work through it. You can work like, through it. I'm, I am. I'm working through it live right now. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, you can work through it. Yeah. It's like. It's interesting, uh, right? Because you're, you're yeah. in emotion and you're doing these things and you're like, it's the greatest time at the moment. But yeah. yet looking back, it's like, well, why was it the greatest time at the moment? Right. Yeah. 
I, it's, it's, it is interesting. Uh, mm. I think, you know, maybe learning how to properly price like myself, mm-hmm. the value of work, you know, mm. when you're, when you're younger, uh, you charge, you charge almost nothing <laughs> for the work you do. Like we were doing stuff that probably would cost, you know, anywhere from a thousand to 3000 that we would charge $500 for. And that's probably the biggest lesson that I learned from that. That's awesome. So, so when did, and I know we're skipping like probably like a decade or two, or maybe, you know, based on the timeline that I was uh, following. So when did the tenacity uh, for, um, cause you already, you, you already had the work ethic. Um, so we see that, but when did the tenacity of the 18 plus hours come in for no matter what happens, right? I'm going to build this. I'm going to be yeah. the best, right? Because like you already said in not here, but in the conversations that, that I've heard, you have lofty goals, right? And, yes. and, um, I believe that you'll achieve those goals based on the work ethic that you already put in. You showed that you can do the stuff, right? So, so when did the tenacity of, um, almost burnout come in? So the burnout. Almost or, burnout or, or did almost, the burnout happen? Almost burnout. Uh-huh. Um, that was fairly recently. Um, mm. I want to say last year. So we did last year's when I got in contact with touch portal. Um, I love those guys. They're amazing. They genuinely care about their products, like more so than anything else. And I went hard on making videos regarding Touch Portal. I was like, this is a big deal. You know, you know, we have an actual competitor to the stream deck. They need funding. I'm willing to make whatever I have to to help build this thing. And I was excited for it. You know, I got my first partner and everything uh, with Aver Media and all that stuff. It was a big deal. And I went a little too hard. Um, And I also went a little too hard on myself. Uh, I started watching, I'm sure you're familiar with him, Nutty. Mm. Great YouTuber. Um, Okay. okay. And, you know, a lot of his stuff, his quality is better than mine. And it was kind of getting at me emotionally and mentally. And I was feeling that burnout right around that time. Um, okay, was, so so define quality uh, specifically, like what you mean by that. Like visual. Is, okay, gotcha. Go visual. Ahead. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, visual mm-hmm. quality. We, you know, when it comes to information and all that stuff, it's you know, we know we both know our stuff. We all, you know, we all do our research. We know we know our stuff, but that visual call, quality is is a little bit more difficult for me to reach, and you know, that's something that I'm always challenging myself, like. You know, you look with, good right um, now, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I, that's what I mean. And yeah. Yeah. So I kind of felt that burnout and started to get a little bit, you know, hard on myself, a little bit down in the dumps. Um, I felt it almost felt like the community, the streaming community, and a lot of the guys in the streaming community weren't a fan of me being a part of that community. And that's, that's when I started to kind of cave in a little bit and I started to get a little bit depressed and upset and just like, didn't know what to do. And I, I just, my con, like I stopped making content there for a little bit just to kind of figure it out. And I, I went to, you know, I went to therapy and yeah, it was, 
So was it, um, and, and I'm really taking the time to frame these questions as, as yeah. we're talking about it. Was it, um, a challenge of acceptance at the time or what do yeah. you think was, was happening at the time? It's a, it's an internal acceptance for sure, without a doubt. Mm. Um, like a self-love mm-hmm. and mm. they was just completely non-existent. Like it wasn't even in there. I didn't mm-hmm. ever show myself any appreciation for anything that I was doing. And it was a big problem. Um, I would literally just nose to the grindstone, do just work, 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 but never take the time to just be like, you're doing a good job. Or like, you know, I'm proud of the stuff I'm making, you know, just having that internal healthy dialogue with myself and all of it was just about like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to, you know, just, and it, it was, it was a mess. It really was. So who was, who was around you? Um, like literally, um, local city, you know, home neighborhood, um, during that time, you had anybody that you could lean on, um, you know, best friend, you know, brother that you can actually bounce things off of that kind of a thing. Yeah. I have a, I have a buddy. His name is Max. Um, my community knows him as silver hammer and uh, he's uh, about him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a, he's my buddy. Um, when, when I get down in the dumps, I definitely, he's always willing to chat. Uh, he's always talking to me and helping me, you know, work through some of that, some of that stuff. So, that's my dude right there. <laughs> Definitely. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. um, so you come out of that, right? Um, after conversations, um, I know you mentioned, uh, I'm trying to make sure I have the terms right. Uh, PTSD and an MMD or something like that. I think that you mentioned. So, yes. um, so you, you come out of that. And I know that some of those challenges we share too, especially, you know, with parents, uh, you know, going their separate ways and stuff like that. I share that as well. So going through that process and not understanding, like, why would that happen? Right. You know, you said you love each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I'm seeing. So, like, how could you possibly do this? Right. And and we internalize that as a uh, a personal pain, even though we don't understand the struggles because our maturity levels and stuff like that. So so we share that. We share yeah. that. So well, we, that's we, interesting, man. I didn't, mm. I didn't know that about you. Mm-hmm. 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 Definitely, and, definitely. And and you've worked through that. You're feeling, you're feeling better. Or I like, think that um, you know, to to be like really transparent, I'm still dealing with some of those insecurities when I when I'm dealing with my daughter. Okay. Right? Because uh, she she's 19, and um, my thing now is you have what I never had. Right. Okay. Right. That's interesting. And and the tug of war of why do you get to have that? Yeah. But I'm but I'm the dad. Yeah. That is interesting. But I didn't not, have that. Right. I never right? would have thought that would be a thing. Dude. <laughs> you know? My Dude. my head wouldn't have gone there. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So so then you have this this constant pulling of yeah, serving your family, right? Um, so I'm married like two decades at this point. Uh, so serving your family and then, but yet the internal struggle, why wasn't he there for me? Right. I understand. Just, just take a ride. Right. So, so, so 
you work through that. And then the other thing too, you have to accept the fact that you've put in the work to be a better person in that regard. Right. And hopefully, Absolutely. you know, they have as well, you know, and, and we're, we're walking different journeys. So yeah, so it's, it's a struggle at times. So there's definitely uh, insecurities there, but um, I'm her dad. So yeah, I, I got, I got to make it work. You got to be there. You got it. Yeah. You got to You got to show her how to, you know, love herself. You know, you got to right. be there for her. And right. uh, I think from the sounds of it, you're, you know, you really care about her. So that's, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so you got to make it work, man. So, mm -hmm. so um, still dealing with the stuff, you know, um, you know, questions of, did I do something for them to leave? Right. Cause, yeah. cause we've asked that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and it's, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's a, it's a really hard thing to deal with as a kid. Like mm. um, I would see my, I would see my mom, just on breaks on school breaks and stuff and i remember just being devastated every time she would leave you know because mm. you literally have no idea why it's happening you know right. you just kind of you you kind of somewhat grasp it but you really don't and it sucks every time all the way through you know up until you're a teenager it's just devastating and it's you know it's hard to go through yeah. So, so how did you talk through that? Cause, um, you've mentioned that, you know, um, therapy was a big part of it, uh, from, from what I've gathered from your content. Um, the yes. last three years has been a transformational, uh, mm -hmm. point for you. And even your content shows that even the way you, you, you smile now on camera is different, yeah. um, compared to the last, um, uh, you know, one year, 0.5, if you will. Right. Yeah. You could, you could tell. And I think that's the beauty of documenting some of the work that we do is we can actually see the transformation as we're going through it. So, so walk me through some of that or the tail end of that. Yeah. Um, so last three years, my, my ex-girlfriend, um, I was a terrible boyfriend. So to be honest, I'm embarrassed by it, but it's the truth and I'm not afraid to talk about it. Right. Um, I, would how do i say this i would neglect her and i started to notice that behavior probably a year and a half in um and that is ultimately what led me to start working on that internal dialogue and working on those those internal issues um because i i faced the fact that i wasn't a good person you know i faced the fact that i was you know, treating her poorly and I wanted to change. And that, that is ultimately what led to that transformation and started that. Um, and then I think it was about six months ago when I started going to therapy um, and that changed my life big mm. time. Therapy has changed my life. Most definitely. Um, there's a lot of things that I have suppressed over the years through, you know, childhood abuse, uh, psychologically, physical, um, lots of, lots of stuff that I was just suppressing, uh, that was really holding me back and hindering my life on a day-to-day -day basis. So therapy is definitely a win. <laughs> is it because, um, the, the person speaking can take a, um, a spectator, uh, point of view and, 
talk you through it? Like what aspect of it you realized started making the change for you? So my therapist um, decided what would be, well, when I approached her, I was like, look, I'm looking for, you know, the most objective way to work through this. You know, I, uh, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not doing anything that's silly, you know? And she responded back to me with a very logical response. And, and that's ultimately why I decided to start working with her. Um, and I, and I never thought in a million years I'd ever be doing hypnotherapy, but we settled on doing hypnotherapy. Um, and the overall idea of that is to kind of bring your mind into a state of relaxation um, and then finding out where that pain is. Um, so kind of digging into that subconscious a little bit and digging into your emotions and figuring out where where it's coming from and then replacing well, not so much replacing, but working through them uh, with more positive uh, images and so on and so forth. And so I can't really say I know when it started working for me um, because almost right away, like the first time I saw, uh, I went to see her, I, I called my buddy Max and I was like, dude, I feel like a new person. <laughs> you know, I was like, I never thought a million years uh, therapy would be the thing that would help me. But it was, and and it's so straight from the start. It was it was life changing for me. That's awesome. Honestly, you you, you talk about um, happiness, right? Yes. And and as you you talk through that, uh, you shared uh, some concepts and building blocks around that. And and I was uh, trying. I was thinking about that a little bit today as I was listening to some of the stuff that you put out. And, um, you, you said something to the effect and I'm, I'm loosely paraphrasing here is, um, um, you need, uh, well, the, the, the simplest way to say it's a uh, happiness is an inside job, right? 100%. Yes. So, so, so talk, talk me through that. Cause you had some concepts on there as well. I would love to. So I'm, as you can tell, I'm getting a little giddy. I love this stuff. Uh, happiness, right? I think a lot of people is, is especially in this world in this realm, in this area of content creation, right, are constantly searching for something to make them happy, right? 10,000 subs, 100,000 subs, or, you know, being a full-time content creator, making $40,000 a year, whatever it is, you know, you know, just being able to stream to Twitch, like that will make me happy. You know, if I could just be a full-time streamer, you know, and they have their head set on it and they grind every day, just destroying their personal life trying to achieve this thing that will literally never make them happy. It's impossible scientifically. Happiness comes from within, right? And when I say that, I mean that, you know, happiness comes from the internal dialogue that you have with yourself. It, it comes from, you know, self-love, compassion, being empathetic and understanding of your behavior. Um, and a big one is, you know, mindfulness, um, being aware, like living in the moment. And I'm not, I don't think there's a lot of people talking about that sort of stuff. Um, so when I talk about that, it's very important to me and I'm still kind of learning how to word it and whatnot, but I'm not afraid to try and, you know, take a stab at it because it's very important. And I see it being a huge problem that's developing. It's it just in this specific realm of content creation I see it everywhere. I see a lot of people struggling with this 
concept um, because they have their mindset on this thing, but they haven't stopped to ask themselves like whether or not they're even happy doing this thing. They just want to do it because they think that it's going to make them happy. You know, whether it's like, you know, they were 12 years old and they just think fondly of all the times that they used to play video games and they just want to be a streamer because they know that they like gaming, but they get to full-time streamer and they're depressed, you know, and it's sad. That's just sad story to me. And I don't want that to happen to people. Like, um, I just, I don't. And I think, uh, people need to look internally at themselves, think about the way they feel, um, the actions that they're taking, be empathetic and compassionate about what's going on internally and be honest with themselves and really ask themselves if they're happy. And that, that would be like the first step to actually becoming happy, you know, accepting whether or not you are happy. You know, if you're not filled with joy every day, you're, there's a good chance you're not happy. You know what I mean? You're struggling, you're stressing, you're, you know, there's something going on. So I think oh, I think that answered your question. I might yeah, have no, just good. rambled no, good. a little hey, bit. Man, you can rant all you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, the other thing that you had I mentioned is uh, self-awareness, right? And I think that yes. uh, in the world that we're in, uh, especially depending on the circle that you, you know, travel on social media and stuff like that, uh, there's um, we can't be fully honest with the people that are on social media, right? Because if I'm fully honest with you, not you personally, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and you don't like it and you have a big audience, you may want to charge that audience to come after me because I said something that was true that you didn't like. Right. So then you have the self-awareness of, um, do we even know who we are when people are trying to correct us for the better? Cause you may say, Hey, you know what? That the sir, if you tweaked it a little bit, you probably have the audio quality that you're looking for, et cetera, et cetera. But um, that change is what's keeping you from getting what you want. You can't tell me what to do. This is my stream, dude. Yeah. Right? Right. So so walk me through the self-awareness component uh, as you've traveled, um, you know, the world of social media. Um, self-awareness is probably the biggest. Um, you know, you can really lose yourself in becoming a character. Um especially for those that idealize actual characters like Dr. Disrespect or so on and so forth, you can really get lost in that, that realm of becoming something that you actually aren't. Um, Self-awareness to me is, you know, understanding who you are, um, but also being aware of your actions and the impact of those actions. Um, how they impact others, how they impact you, whether that's healthy or unhealthy, a positive or negative. Um, and that's, that's where self awareness comes into play. And it's definitely big with content creation. And I think in that world, self awareness is what keeps me from, um, how do I say this? It keeps me from uh, just, it keeps me sane, you know, it keeps me from, you know, acting out of my element. Uh, it, it keeps me on track to 
right? I always am checking myself. I'm always making sure that I'm doing things because it brings value to my audience. I'm not doing it for a quick buck or for a quick view, so on and so forth. Like everything I do is driven to help others achieve a level of happiness that they don't have or help them achieve a level of quality that they don't have. And I think that's where self-awareness comes into play for me. Just being aware of what I'm actually doing, taking a look at my stuff and saying, you know, what is this, what does this actually provide for the people that are watching me? So it's definitely Mm -hmm. very important. So in the same vein, talk about the value of free content. The value of free content. I think, I think people really underestimate free, huge, massively. Um, Currently what I'm working on right now is building a system for my community, my helpers, people that have been around for a while, or just, you know, talented artists in my community, a way for them to um, get work, contractual work, business to business, or, you know, just other creators that need a logo done or an animation logo reveal, that sort of stuff. And the way I leverage doing that and building that is by offering free stuff that's that's the equation i give away everything i can give away stream overlays you know touch portal pages just everything everything that comes to my mind that i can create to give away i want to give it away because i want to help not only push forward the industry but also i want to give people the opportunity to make money doing what they love Right. So on my on my side, I've created a way for people to get a quote for professional work. And I send people from my YouTube over to my website. Right. Which is essentially marketing for that specific thing. Um, And it's kind of like a weird web of stuff that I have going on all the time. But um, I think free is everything. I <laughs> think giving away stuff for free is huge. People love it. People, uh, you know, especially if you're doing it for the right reason, right? Pushing forward the industry, you know, helping people create better stuff, whatever it is. If it's a positive, you know, I, I think that, you know, I think that answers your question. Yeah, you're good. You're good. It. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. So, so, um, so I'll do the person that's going to push back at what you just said, right? Yes. But, Let's um, do it why can't I charge for the stuff? Like talk about the value that you've gotten from the free okay. stuff that you put out, because what if I don't want to give stuff away for free? Right. So, so that's, to. that's, that's the, the stubborn headstrong um, right. avatar, if you will. Yeah. I mean, to anybody that's listening to this or watching this, you know, it, you literally don't have to give away your stuff for free. It's not a requirement. However, if you want to grow at a, you know, a faster rate than you are growing now, you could, you should definitely consider giving away some things for free as like an introduction to your product or service. For instance, Touch Portal has a free version of their application. You know, you get two pages, you get A buttons on each page. It gives you a taste of what Touch Portal is like. So when you buy the the premium upgrade and you get all the other stuff, you're super exci- you're you know you're super excited and ecstatic for it. Same thing goes for graphic design, 
or whatever you're making, right? You can make an introductory graphic design that's free. Make it simple, make it basic or whatever, and then you can have a bunch of you know paid options as well. You could have you know increment. You know you could have five dollar packages, ten, fifteen, whatever, whatever plan that you have or you can come up with, you're going to greatly benefit from that free package because people have the opportunity to share it to all of their friends just like that. Their friends don't have to pay for it. They can download it. They're like, yo, this is sweet. This designer did awesome, right? And your name is getting built on that. Your na- your brand is getting built on that. You are building an audience and you, you know, that is a way to market your product and services. So, you know, if you're not at least giving something away for free, you know, you're kind of hindering yourself. You're hindering your growth, especially in today's age. Would you say that was easy for you? Yeah, it was like, it wasn't a no brainer for me. It was, a, I knew I was doing it when I, before I even started. That's awesome. I wanted, I wanted to give every, everything I did away for free. I was more interested in the long term of building an audience and that's another thing we can add to what I just said. You know, um, you're going to long-term effects of, you know, offering more, uh, more value to your community is just always going to benefit you, right? You should always be looking to offer more than, than you get in return. That's just the way I look at it. Not everyone sees it that way. So I understand the argument, but... I do believe I have the uh, the right side of that argument. Man, I like you, man. I like <laughs> you, man. You're a cool cat. You're, you're a cool cat, man. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about audio, and then we could begin wrapping it up. I'm not gonna, right. you know, draw this out. You know, yeah, just, of course, just cause. Um, so the basics of audio. Uh, please poke holes in this. Um, I want to make yes. sure I remove the noise. Um, I add my compressor uh, because yeah. I want the volume levels to be where they need to be. Um, if I need EQ, I'll throw EQ in there, uh, DSer for sure, and then loudness uh, specifications for YouTube, uh, the the Spotify's of the world and stuff like that. What's wrong with what I just said, and and what's good? Um, so what you just said, EQ. Um, big thing that stood out for me. What you just said is the EQ. You should almost always have an EQ. Um, that's gonna be where most of the good sound comes from your audio is that EQ. Um, you can, and, and where do you add it to the chain? Do you add it before or after the compressor? Cause I know that's debatable too. Uh, I do it after I do it after the compressor. I like to EQ all of the sound that's when it's available. Um, so that's something to consider as well. The compressor is tricky because Compressor can either make you or break you. Um, I actually am working with just, I used to have a multi-band compressor and another compressor. I just, I removed the multi-band today. So you're hearing a different, completely different audio setup than normal. Why did you um, remove it? Because it was bringing too much air noise into the equation. Um, it was just driving me nuts. I couldn't. Air I as, couldn't. In, as in your highs with... Uh the 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 treble side of things or when you say air, air what do you mean air as in like the background noise gotcha. uh, okay yeah like like 
I believe it's coming from the fan on my computer. Um, and when that compressor's in there, it's really raising that audio level too much to where I can't cut it out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was bugging me way too much, even though, you know, my sound was really full. It was bright. It was loud, explosive. It was the, the damage from that air sound was, it was just too much. Mm Um, yeah. So, and a lot of times people, uh, get into the trap. And I, I definitely did when I started diving into audio on microphones is you do too much. Sometimes, you know, Mm. less, less is definitely more with audio. When you start, it's easy to apply, you know, a five decibel boost to your, to your bass and all that stuff, but it sounds terrible. Right. So, you know, you should always do less, less is more, right. Just add, you know, one, two decibel boost, you know, one, two decibel decrease here and there just to try it out. Right. And usually that sounds better than doing, you know, cranking it. So um, essentially you have it almost level. So do you, do you add a high pass at the, at the beginning? Yes, I have a, I, I do have a high pass and a low pass on okay. my EQ. And yep. where do you put the, I have it at 60. Where do you put yours? Yep. I mean, I start mine at 80 and that curve drops down to 60 and then it cuts off. So, right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so less is more. And, um, for those who are still believing that audio is not important, oh, how, gosh. how important <laughs> it's on, audio, audio is almost more important than the video. Right. In right. all honesty. Right. And, so, so why is there this, um, this tug of war with uh, understanding how vital that is in your opinion and your experience, I should say laziness. Mm, okay. People don't want, they just, they want, they want it to be done for them already. And I experienced this a lot. It's, as you know, you've studied my content. Apparently uh, my discord server, we do, we help people 24 seven and they won't even bother with reading the channel names, you know, they'll just be like, where do I get this? Or where do I get that? And it's like, well, it's right here. It says it, you know, it says help. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, people don't, they don't even want to mess <laughs> with reading. So they certainly don't want to mess with learning how to set up their audio. That's for sure. Mm, okay. Okay. So, so the skill sets, cause I, I saw a recent Twitch video. I'm not sure how recent it was. I was watching it and, um, you were you were editing a video and as you were editing the video on Twitch, you were you were like, Whoa, that's clean. That's clean. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Man, I'm glad I changed. I'm glad I changed that. So so how critical are you um with your stuff at this stage of the game? Oh, very. Uh mm-hmm. even more so, but in a in a more relaxed and calm way. Mm-hmm. Um I take I take my time through my stuff. Uh, where before is like, you know, if I don't pump out three videos a week, then I'm not doing it right. You know what I'm saying? So now I spend more time in the crafting phase in the crafting phase and enjoying that process. But I'm very critical about every detail. Mm-hmm. And that is that pays off. It's it is important. There's a lot of people that want to say that it's not important, but it is important. It definitely impacts how your content performs without a doubt. There's no question. Um, so those details matter. They mm. really matter. 
So I have a question for you, but I'm going to remove an option. Okay. From, from your response, uh, intentionally, okay. because, um, I think that, um, it's, it's necessary. So do you think people respect what you've done thus far with everything that you've put out? And you can't say that it really doesn't matter to me. I'm just going to do, you know, a, a, anyway, that option has been removed from you. So this is a soapbox, <laughs> soapbox moment for you. Do you think okay. people respect what you've done? Uh, I think some people do. Mm. Okay. Um, I think the ones that do have made it apparent to me. You know, I do get comments every day where they're like, dude, you're the best. Thank you so much for showing me how to set this up right. Or, dude, thank you so much. This preset slaps or whatever. Um, those people definitely go out of their way to show their appreciation when, when they actually feel that the content has helped them um, or they're appreciative of it. But... Most people don't. And I do find that interesting. It is okay. something that I think about a lot. I do not understand why that is or why people are so anti-appreciative. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know? It's mm -hmm. weird to me. Like, we do, we do a lot for people, for the community, in my, in my community. We just do. It's... You know, we're always helping people. We give stuff away for free all the time. You know, we have a lot of resources and, and a lot of the times people don't even take the time to just appreciate that that's an option. You don't have to pay for it. You know, if, if we didn't exist, you know, I'm sure somebody else would create what I've created, especially with, you know, voice meter, but there is no voice meter support outside. That's debatable, of, right? That's debatable. Yeah, it's debatable. That's, that's debatable. Is, yeah. It is debatable. Okay. But you get what I'm saying? The point I'm making. Yeah, is, of course. Is It's like people don't even re realize that like this was created for them. You know, like all this stuff has been hours and hours and months and months and months of building so that you can quickly go into a channel and say, I need help with this and get it fixed. You know, that doesn't happen. Well, you, <laughs> you, said, you said 18 hours for three yes. years. Yes. 18 hours a day. Yes, correct. It's a lot. Wait, every day. Correct. Seven days a week. Yes. For three years. Yeah, and that's just with... Man, you crazy. Content. Man. <laughs> yes. That's crazy, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's actually ridiculous. I've definitely mm. cut I've definitely cut back on that a lot. I take mm. I take I take rest days and when I catch myself becoming obsessed, which I'm sure you've, you know, you've heard me talk about obsession of content Absolutely. and stuff. Um, I definitely step away. I'm like, "Nope, I got to cut it off." And that's because, you know, I'm, I take my happiness as priority number one. And, you know, if I start sacrificing my own mental and emotional health just to be successful, then that's a problem in my opinion. Mm. But I, I definitely for three years, 18 hour days, it was nuts. It was, it was a lot. I can't <laughs> even imagine, bro. Like that's, that's yeah. wild. It was a lot and it was definitely a problem. Like I, uh, 
I would go, sometimes I wouldn't eat, you know, like I would just be so in the zone. Just, oh, there it goes. I forgot it's to. It's all good. Hopefully it didn't deinterlace on me. No, you're good. Sometimes you wouldn't eat because you'd be so in the zone. It's I would be so in the zone. I would forget to eat, take care mm-hmm. of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that would result in even more, you know, physical stress. And I'm, you know, you're sitting, I'm sitting at a desk, you know, hunched over my back, you know, my back would be hurting and stuff and all that out of sight, out of mind. You know, I wouldn't even think about it. It's just like, go, 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 go. And it's a very unhealthy place to be, but you get a lot of stuff done. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so I think I got two more things and then, and then we're good to go. Um, all right. So blue snowball, is that still your thing? Yeah, I'm rocking it. That's crazy. <laughs> So yeah. does gear really matter? Um, yeah, it definitely does, especially when you get into cameras. Okay. Time. Um, okay. You can you can get by with a cheap microphone without a doubt. Okay. Um, and when I say cheap, thirty dollars and above. Right. Anything below that, you're probably not gonna get the best sound out of it. Because you know the audio does matter. Um, but you can bring up the audio quality of a you know forty five dollar mic pretty well and you know if you don't have the money to invest in a 200 dollars microphone then that's the way to go 100 mm-hmm. percent, without a doubt don't waste your money on a microphone you know spend that money on maybe some video editing assets or something else from a graphic designer right say you know work you know use your money wisely but when it comes to cameras um you know, if you don't have a DSLR, it's kind of hard to get good video quality. Yeah. I tried yeah. for a long time. Yeah, but Avery Media just uh, announced some recent stuff, right? Yeah. They have uh, that 4K webcam that yeah, came yeah. out. Yeah, I haven't had my hands on it yet, but it does look good. But here's here's the thing. Like, even with us talking about this right now and me looking at your your video quality... Nobody would know what you're using, bro. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody yeah. would know um unless they they watch you regularly that um you're using a blue snowball that sounds amazing because mm-hmm. you tuned it to be amazing, right? And your video quality is dope. Like yeah. nobody would know. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's it's it is just weird and I think uh, the reason I say that the point is that we spend so much time and we we know it matters to um you know CTR and as soon as people see our yeah. stuff and and those things but um but at the core of it most people aren't watching they're doing stuff while they're listening to the stuff yeah mhm that's right? true that but is yet good. it still has to be good yes yeah, yeah. it does it doesn't matter but this is I don't want to leave it on that either because I don't want anybody to be like, oh, now I need a nice camera, right? I recorded on a C920 for like a year and a half. Like I I didn't have this camera till last year. And that's what I was making YouTube videos with. That's what I was streaming with. Uh, and I built the majority of my following in that time. So, you know, you don't need... Uh, a, a f- nice $500 camera. I mean, I have a, a budget DSLR right now, but... Bro, it looks good, man. <laughs> nobody knows what it is, though. <laughs> unless you tell them. Like, nobody knows. Yeah. It, it looks good, man. Yeah. And so, 
that's just how that's that's how it goes. That's just how it is. I just I just don't want anybody to waste their money. You know, like I want to be a YouTuber and then go buy five hundred dollar camera. Like you know, test it out, test the waters, use what you have. You know, see if you're good at it. Practice your skills in the meantime. And and you know, I, everything that I buy, I buy with the money that I make from my content. That's that's how I went into it thinking. And, you know, that's why I used a webcam for so long. And I, I mean, the reason I use the snowball now is just because I want people to realize, like, you know, not only do I know what I'm talking about, but, like, you can make your audio sound good. You can. That's dope. That's dope, yeah. man. That's, that's dope. Okay, so um, last thing, and then, and then we're out of here. Um, how would you like to be remembered, man? Uh, I would like to be remembered as somebody that put his all, uh, into, into changing the world, doing good in the world. And yeah, I feel like that's how I want to be remembered. A legend of sorts. (laughs) That's awesome. I I dig that. So, uh, your community is at uh, 5k plus in the discord. No, it's, uh, it's eleven thousand five hundred okay. something. So that's so from the last time that from the last thing that you recorded, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And it's your up there. your YouTube is at I think it was either approaching ten k or yeah, it's, it's I'm close. I'm about five hundred. Yeah. yeah, I'm about five hundred subs away from ten k. That's yeah. that's awesome, man. Now, congrats, yeah. congrats on all that, man. I, I Thank consider you. you an ally. I appreciate um, that. I check in, you know, I watch, you know, I take notes. I, I improve. You, you help me be better. Dude, that's uh, awesome. That makes and, me happy. Uh, no, that's that's awesome. And so where can people find you if they haven't seen your content yet? Uh, definitely go over to the YouTube, the Francois Studio. It's a weird name. Uh, the F-R-A-N-S-W-A-H Studio on YouTube. That would be the the good starting place for sure. That's awesome, so, man. Thank you, thank you for coming on, man. I really do appreciate it, man. Yeah. No, I had a lot of fun, man. I I appreciate it. And you definitely did your research. I wasn't expecting all that. Made me smile. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show radio. I really hope you enjoy the interview with the Francois. Uh, great, great dude. I really appreciate everything that he's doing in his space uh, and the YouTube space. Uh, guys, once again, andrew-lines.com forward slash podcast will get you to all the different uh, places that you can download the show. And for the new uh, YouTube channel, which I'll be doing a lot of uh, interviews, live streams, and things of that nature, and even in the process of scheduling a new interview right now, you can find that. Uh, definitely subscribe to that channel. It will mean a lot to me. Andrew-Alliance.com forward slash Let's Play. That's why I'm going to be doing interviews um, uh, live streams of my games, that channel will be dedicated for that content. And if you want to support on Patreon, definitely check it out, uh, patreon.com forward slash Andrew Alliance. And thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. 
Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.